It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian Radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to episode 463 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, station manager and a nerd culture missionary here at LTN. I'm a third generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo. The chief cohort in Crazy here to bring the facts and fire to your day, and I still am in need of some coffee. <laughs> Today on the show, we're taking a uh, in another lesson from the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Also on the show today, perhaps the healthiest man ever. The first today is Wednesday, April 13th, 2022, and we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. It's National Scrabble Day. Love it. Uh-huh. Love it. Yep. Love it. It's a classic. I also love, 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 love this. It's National Peach Cobbler Day. Oh, I love Peach Cobbler. I love Peach Cobbler. Chris hates Peach Cobbler because he says that you can never get the, like, the part of where the pit is connected to the peach and it becomes kind of hard, almost like gristly, but it's not gristle because it's not bad. You know what I mean? Like crunchy. You have solidified Um, the fact that I will not be trying (laughs) peaches again. (laughs) I love, well, first of all, I just love Cobbler. But then, cobla. Macabla. Uh Cobbler person. The dessert and the movie. The movie Um, was great. The movie was phenomenal. Super good. You know what? Maybe we should play Scrabble while watching the cobbler and eating peach cobbler. (laughs) I'm all about it. That sounds like a good activity for your family. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Now it is time for a game. I am back on my quest for championship glory. So today, we're going to an old standard. Would you rather... In this game, we are presented with a would-you-rather scenario, and our goal is to choose the one that most people have chosen. Each of us are going to have seven shots. Whoever gets the most wins. Mo, would you like to guess? Seven shots. Seven opportunities to seize everything you ever wanted. With seven opponents. (laughs) That's not how it goes. (laughs) Whatever. Mom's spaghetti. Let me have the phone. You're going. You're guessing first. Am I guessing first? Okay. <laughs> Let me open the game then. There are people there. out there who laughed because they understood. <clears throat> Matt just looked at me as if I was dumb. Well, to be fair, that had nothing to do with what you said. D U M. That's kind of dumb. the default. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. Oh no, <laughs> me looking at you like dumb. Ay ay ay. Mom's spaghetti is the default. I know that's. <laughs> Mom what are you spaghetti. even talking about mom, right mom, now? Mom, 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 spaghetti. Uh-huh. It's already <sighs> on a sweater. All right. Would you rather be able to teleport only into occupied toilet boxes? What? <laughs> Starting off with a weird one. It always cracks me up whenever we get a obviously from another country question. <laughs> toilet boxes. Uh-huh. Okay. Or... Not to be able to teleport at all. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, by 58%. That's Can the dumbest imagine? daggone question. Hold on, just 58%? Just 58%. 40, 42% of people would be like, yeah, I could get around faster. Who cares if I have to, like, have a weird conversation with a guy I just scared all the rest of the crap out of? <laughs> That was a poor in. choice of words. <laughs> no, that was exact one. <laughs> oh, hey, Frank, sorry. I know this is the third time this has happened, but I was running late this morning Listen, and Bob, had to get to the right. office. We're good. You actually helped me out there. I've been sitting here for 10 minutes unable to do anything. Have you seen the doctor about that thing? Okay, good. Just looking out for you, Bob. <laughs> Would you rather be infamous in history books or be forgotten after you die? Infamous usually means bad, right? No, notorious means bad. 
I feel like infamous often leans in the negative direction as well. Infamous? Yeah. I mean, I would consider Martin Luther King Jr. to be infamous, and he's in our history books. <sighs> I consider him to be famous. Famous. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, too. I Maybe totally I just have wrong. it all, all off. But in my mind, it has a negative connotation. So I'm going to say just be forgotten. Nope. Really? 71% want to be infamous. Y'all some, y'all some narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a fact. Yep. Infamous for popping in on other people's occupied toilet boxes. No, they don't want to pop in on other people's <laughs> occupied toilet boxes. They don't. But they do it. <laughs> they could choose not to teleport. <laughs> They're still going to do it. That's true. All right. Would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? Ooh. I think this would make my life so much better. <laughs> Probably so much easier. I shouldn't say better, but so much easier. Okay. So this would be like today. Like you've been able to read and talk your whole life and then suddenly... You can't read or you can't talk. Yeah. I guess read. Yeah, 69%. And I would have said talk. You said wanna, talk? I want to talk to y'all no more. So I'm not keeping track of these. Have you been keeping track of oh, these? Oh, no. Mm -mm. You got two right, one wrong. Two right, one wrong. Two right, one wrong. And Oriel is in agreement with you that infamous normally does have a negative feeling. Okay. I mean, I thought, I thought so, and I still don't know if it's 100% true, but it just feels right. You know, I wonder how many people ever, like, pop into our show for the first time and hear me say, and Oriel says, and <laughs> Oriel thinks. Just think it's some guy in the cage. No, they think that we room. have a bird in our, in our studio who we just reference every now and then. <laughs> Okay, you said two right and one wrong, right? Correct. Okay. okay. <clears throat> All right. Would you rather give up breakfast or give up dinner? Breakfast. Yeah, story of my life. 66%. Yeah. Would you rather never again use computer or never again use smartphone? <laughs> um, personally, it would be smartphone. Because I do so much on my computer, most of which I do on my smartphone, and the only time I have to do my smartphone instead are just for things that only allow you to do it on the smartphone, like TikTok or things of that nature. You said smartphone. Smartphone. A smartphone. They like them apples. Um, but I'm going to say most people would say, let's give up the computer. 63%. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, most... Oh, there's a Facebook ad, Matt, a of lot... all the things. <laughs> a lot of people just don't even have computers these days. I know. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I don't understand it. Uh, would you rather know the uncomfortable truth of the world or believe a comforting lie? <sighs> I mean, we okay. know the uncomfortable truth of the world. The uncomfortable truth of the world. Yeah. Is that, is that meaning like know everybody's uncomfortable truth or like know that, you know, we're living in a hollowed out Pringles can from some futuristic race or something strange like that, you know, like some weird, weird dystopian nonsense <sighs> lie. A comforting lie? <laughs> nope. Really? Yep, 68% uh, would nah, rather know nah, the nah. uncomfortable truth of the world. Nah, 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 How many nah, nah. you done so far? I only have one left. Okie dokie. <laughs> would you rather be fluent in all languages or be a master of every musical instrument? Oh, this is literally something that I debate in my head. I feel like we've actually done this one before. Yeah. Oh, man. The languages thing would be cool, but like how often would you use that compared to like knowing every musical instrument? And I'm assuming it means like perfectly instruments. Well, yeah, it says be a master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Nope. No way. 64% of people why say... Aren't all the, why aren't y'all so narcissistic now, guys? <laughs> <laughs> you would be the coolest person. Like, I understand you'd use the languages, but that wouldn't that wouldn't be... That wouldn't give you, like, this, this cool factor. That would give you the smart factor, but, like, just being able to pick up any instrument and just school everybody in the room, they're all in awe, that's the cool factor. That's what you want to be. Ah, crazy. 
All right. Mo. I don't know. It's a really good feeling when I talk to our cafeteria <laughs> ladies in Spanish. No, listen. I'm serious. Because. ¿Dónde está la biblioteca? <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't ask them about the library. <laughs> Gracias. Donde esta la biblioteca? Walk away. <laughs> You're That's the a only jerk. Phrase you know. You're a jerk. Wasn't that a joke in uh, How I Met Your Mother? Uh, Marshall only do one yes. line in French. Yes. Don't bo hey, buddy, don't bogart the Funyuns yeah. <laughs> in French. Mm -hmm. And he had a whole conversation by just saying that line over and over again with different inflections. <laughs> So that's what I'm envisioning. Was it French or was it Italian? You have got to stop doing this. Was it Italian? It was Rome that... Isn't that in France? What's her name? <laughs> Lily moved to. Was it Rome? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. You've got to stop doing that. They're essentially the same. You're going to have a bunch of Italians knocking on your door before you know it. It is so offensive. <clears throat> Mo. What? Are you ready? I'm ready to kick your butt. That's what I'm ready to do. Would you rather be famous or be best friends with your favorite celebrity? I mean, I'd be famous if I were best friends with my, my but, Famous by proxy? Yeah. But I guess, would you rather be the famous person that people want to be friends with? That's my own implication, though. That's not what it says on the thing. <laughs> I'm going with... Mm. <laughs> I'm going with I see I gotta ask myself did the narcissist answer this question or did they not right it's, it's so hit and miss with those narcissists I don't know Matt I don't I'm going best friend be best friends lucked out 53% oh. good job okay <laughs> I'm so like I'm sweating <laughs> Get it in my chest, all tight. All right. Would you be a? Would you rather? Would you be rather? Would you rather be a breakdancer button? A breakdancer button? Is that what you said? <laughs> would you rather be able to see ten minutes into your own future, or be able to see ten minutes into the future of anyone but yourself? Oh man. <clears throat> oh man. No oh, man. <laughs> See, I would have this like ever looming fear that just followed me forever, knowing that at some point I'm going to see my death or. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I die in the next 10 minutes. Dang it. <laughs> Listen. I don't have anything prepared. I am not a cursor by any means, but dang it was the least of what I was thinking just then. I die in the next 10 minutes. Farts. <laughs> Fart knockers. Man. Shucks. Oh, darn. Drat. This is so unfortunate. Oh, man. I don't know. <clears throat> now, this would imply oh my gosh. seeing yourself 10 minutes in, into the seeing your future 10 minutes from now would imply that you have the ability to change it. So maybe you wouldn't die. Maybe this would save you from dying. False. Like, oh gosh, if I keep walking False. this way, I'm going to get hit by a bus. Walk so I'm going to go somewhere way. else. Walk this way. <laughs> no, False. Um, I'm going to say everybody else's future. No, 60% said their future. Yeah, y'all about to... See, I don't know what would be worse, knowing yeah. how I'm going to die or knowing how everyone around me is going to die. Again, if you can change it, then that can make you a superhero. Like, this person's going to get hit by a bus. I don't want to think about it anymore. Can we go on to question number three? Please, can we go on to question number three? I don't want to think about it. Would you rather... <laughs> okay, this is... One of those weirdly worded ones from another country. Would you rather steal good job with your connections from a much better candidate? Okay, steal a good job. Just the A fixes it. Would you rather steal a good job from somebody else because of your connections uh, who is a much better candidate? Or would you rather stay at your lower paying job? So basically, would you rather be a snake or a good person? <laughs> <laughs> This is a garbage question. <laughs> um, I, I guess be a snake. 
68%. Y'all some sneaky. Wow. Some sneaky narcissist up in this game. Would you rather never again? Both boys and girls can't pass this game. Wow. Thought I had my volume all the way down. Would you rather never again eat salt or never again eat sugar? Okay. <laughs> Which that's a lot of implications because salt I and know. sugar are built into so that's many things. That's what I'm exactly. And when you go on keto, you realize sugar's in freaking everything. everything. Do people know this? Sodium also in almost everything. <clears throat> so, which one would you want to try and cut out of your diet <laughs> completely? Never again eat. Salt. Never gonna eat salt. Sixty-four percent. Good job. All right. So far, we're. I feel like uh, I've gotten the harder questions. Toe to toe here. Uh, That's a much harder question. You have three more. Would you rather? Ah, 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 horrifying. Hmm. Hmm. Sorry. Give me a second. Hmm. Okay. Would you rather use sandpaper for toilet paper? Or use vinegar for eye drops. (laughs) 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 Kevin can tell us that vinegar does not feel good in your eye. Um, (laughs) You know what else doesn't feel good while you're thinking? You know what else doesn't feel good in your eye? Hershey's chocolate syrup. If you're going to get pied in the face by, you know, like a makeshift pie, just use the whipped cream. Yeah. Don't put Hershey syrup on it. It is like mace. Yeah. It burns so bad. I learned that at, well, a lot of us learned it at a Christian camp who didn't think that through when it sent us all running from the field in a blind panic to wash our eyes out. And that field was half a mile away from the cabins. Whew. It was awful. Okay, so I have a reasoning for my answer. Uh-huh. There is no getting around vinegar in your eye. Uh-huh. Okay? <laughs> However, <laughs> sandpaper always has two sides. I'm pretty sure it's implying you're using the rough side. But it just says... Again, but you're thinking what other people are thinking. They're I not going to be thinking, well, you don't just use the papery side. I'm, I'm <laughs> sticking with the sandpaper. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, you're right. <laughs> Gosh. Oh. oh. What was the percentage? 65%. Oh. Quite a lot. <clears throat> okay, this one. Patrician <laughs> is... says time to invest in a bidet. <laughs> Fact. This is a uh, very underwhelming question compared to the last one. Would you rather drive an electric car or a gasoline car? You know, this is a question that I can't come up with an answer to. Really? Yes. Oh, like you personally? Yeah. Hmm. I'd love an electric car if they weren't half the price of my house. Well, some of them are actually very reasonably priced. However, they are. Go look it up. They are. I don't think so. However, I freak out about running out of gas and not being anywhere near a gas station. Yeah. And this is, yeah, worse. Yeah. <laughs> I think the... Do we even have any in this town? Like, any yes. Any public ones? Yeah. Okay. At a, uh, one, the RV park down oh, okay. past my house. Okay. Um, but I think it, you can only go for four hours, and then you have to charge it. Oh. So no cross-country trips. And yeah. Having to watch yourself every... I four hours go by quick, even just within city driving. I am gonna say that most people are gonna say they would rather have an electric car, though. You think so? Yeah. You are correct, sixty-seven percent. I just don't think that they've thought about it all the way through. Uh, all right, one more. Would you rather be unable to ask any questions or unable to answer any questions? I mean, I personally would rather be unable to answer any questions. I have no problems going, I don't know the answer to that. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> so what you going to pick? I think I am going to pick that one, yeah. Might as well roll the dice because you've already won. But you were wrong. Really? <laughs> yeah. Almost. But anyway, you got five. I only got four. Mo retains. 
well, she was going to retain anyway, but Mo now is safe from me challenging her again next week for the belt, which means we'll probably try and challenge uh, somebody else. Have Mo take on one of our members of uh, the Discord next time we record. Bum, bum, <coughs> bum. Who haven't I challenged yet? It's, it's, uh, I, mean, I haven't challenged Christian. I haven't challenged Ragai. I haven't challenged... I'm pretty sure I've gone up against KY. I think so. But anyway, you can always... <laughs> you can always go against someone you've went against before. I know there's quite a few people that are are itching to take you out again or take you out for the first time. Yeah, nobody will... <laughs> or he'll beat Or he'll beat me. Or he'll beat you. That's it. And that was the first one. That's it. <laughs> I feel like I've sent away two stickers. Someone else had to beat me. Somebody tied me. Or maybe it was Topher. Maybe Topher beat me. Might have been Topher, yeah. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So there are a lot of anime fans that were a little bit disgruntled and frustrated in recent time because if you've been following attack on titan has been in its final season for what feels like forever like they had a chunk that came out a break another chunk that came out and we knew that the episode that was coming up this recently was going to be what people thought was going to be the last one but if you were remotely familiar with the story uh and you were following the pacing, you knew that there was no way that if they ended where they said they were, that they were going to cover everything. It was like they were just going to leave the story undone. So when the final episode aired, then we got this little announcement that said uh, the third part of the final season is coming out in 2023. So all these people that were expecting the final season of Attack on Titan to air like last week and finish found out that by bad math, the final season is really three small seasons released over the course of like two years. And, you know, some people are grumpy and complaining that it's not fair, but the reality is they're trying to do their best to give us the best quality of this story that they can and you know we don't need to look at a slow response as a frustrating thing and the same kind of thing is found in second peter 3 verse 9 where it says the lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness he is patient with you not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance you know, if we can understand that people are taking their time to make an anime good, imagine what it's like for God and his patience to actually take the time to make sure that the outcome of this world and the salvation and redemption at hand can be the best that it can possibly be. Imagine God caring about us enough to not only give us his son, but to be patient with all the people who stubbornly reject him for years and years on end. It can be hard to wait for, but it's worth waiting for. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. the back row morning show i'm radio matt and i'm mo and hey make sure you're following us on all the socials we're on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok just search for at the back row ltn and connect with us now it is time for mo's fact of the day Um, Oh, Scrabble was invented in 1931. Then the original name for Scrabble was Lexico, a shortened version of the word lexicon, which is another term for language or vocabulary. Nice. Yeah. I think they should have kept it Lexico. Scrabble is fun. Words with friends was fun when that was popular. 
which was that mobile version of Scrabble that you could play back and forth with people. Ah, uh, yeah. That was really fun. Yes. I miss those days. I played that a lot with my mother-in-law. A lot. That was one of the things we bonded over for a little while. Really? Yeah. Oh. Now it's time for <laughs> SSA News. <laughs> Let's get out of that sadness bubble uh, before we let it overtake us. We're going to share a weird <laughs> news story with you and build a white answer card for a future Sunday School Answers pack. Okay. So, there's a man in Germany who has received 90 COVID-19 shots in order to sell forged passes. Okay, is that his real arm? No, this is the arm of somebody, like some 80-year-old, okay. 87-year-old man. I was about to say... <laughs> <laughs> the 60-year-old man allegedly had himself vaccinated against COVID-19 dozens of times in Germany in order to sell forged vaccination cards with real vaccine batch numbers to people not wanting to get vaccinated themselves. The man from the eastern uh, Germany city of Magdeburg, 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 Magdeburg. <laughs> whose name right. is not released uh, in line with German privacy rules, is said to have received up to 90 shots against COVID-19 at vaccinated centers in the eastern state of Saxony for months until criminal police caught him this month. The German news agency uh, DPA reported Sunday. They didn't capitalize DPA. Uh, the suspect was not detained under... Uh, was not detained, but is under investigation for unauthorized issuance of vaccination cards and document forgery. I mean, why wouldn't you get arrested for that? Like, you're just like, those are actual like government documents, right? Like that's, that's, that's messing with like federal, maybe it'd be different if it was in America. I don't know. Uh, he was caught at the vaccination center in uh, Eilenburg in Saxony when he showed up for a COVID-19 shot for the second day in a row. Police confiscated several blank vaccination cards from him and initiated criminal proceedings. It's not immediately clear what impact that approximately 90 shots of COVID-19 vaccines, which were from different brands, had on the man's personal health. <clears throat> so we don't know what it's going to do to him. I mean, but like, <laughs> the only real question I have is, has he had covid <laughs> How many times has he had COVID? Now that truthfully, yeah, you know, this is the person that we need to be figuring all of the COVID stuff out on, like what's going to work and what's not going to work. There was um, on the show Community. They did a couple years. They did a uh, fake uh, flashback episodes where it, you know was set up like you were going to see clips from previous episodes, but it was really all new material okay. from stories that we didn't see the full thing of. Okay. And in one of those, it's Pierce, who was um, Chevy Chase, sitting on top of a bookcase, just stabbing himself with a bunch of like flu vaccines, whatever. And uh, the main character, Jeff, saying, those are for the children's hospital or something like that. And he goes, I'll be a living God. Just... <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. is that how this guy feels? Uh -huh. 90 shots of COVID, there's no way it's getting into me. That is exactly uh. how he feels. <laughs> yep. Uh. So today's white answer card to add to our future expansion deck of Sunday School Answers is taking my 90th COVID vaccine and still not developing superpowers. <laughs> this has been SSA News, sponsored by BackRowGames.com. All right, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we dive into our main topic. Stick around. We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize thoughtful content. Visit lovethynerd.com for a host of amazing articles and a whole network of nerdy podcasts. And follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lovethynerd and twitch.tv slash ltnonair, where you'll find game streams, live podcast recordings, and more amazing interactive content. LTN Radio. Welcome back. 
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents, and we won't be mad. Just disappointed. This week, we are talking about Mark Driscoll and the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Many of you have likely heard of this Christianity Today podcast. You may have even listened to the whole saga, since even though it wrapped up several weeks ago, it is still holding steady in the top five Christian podcasts. We're not trying to replicate what the rise and fall of Mars Hill created. Instead, we just want to look at the themes and issues brought up by the podcast and focus on those issues a little more broadly. Yesterday, we talked about the dangers of celebrity with pastoring. Today, we're going to talk about how big pastors can misuse scripture. Now, there are some cases in the Mark Driscoll story that showcased him misreading scripture, like Song of Solomon, to say some questionable sexual things. But that will be a part of a future episode next week. But there are also instances where Driscoll has taken scripture that refers to Christianity at large and Jesus's ministry and turned them around to make it appear that his congregants loyalty must put Mars Hill and Mark himself at the top of their lives instead of the church at large and Jesus being in those spots. Mark often referred to himself as the father of the members of Mars Hill, when that is not really a biblical distinction. This term is often used in Catholic churches and a few other denominations where parishioners call the pastor father, but that is more of a historical trend, not a biblical one. In fact, Jesus once clarified that we have but one father, Yahweh. But this is certainly not just a Mark Driscoll problem. In fact, this is a very widespread problem among pastors from all denominations. In fact, not just pastors, Sunday school teachers, youth leaders, Bible study leaders, and the Bible study curriculum itself. The question before us is, should we trust spiritual leaders with scripture blindly? No. <laughs> That's the answer. So you began to talk about this yesterday, is that you, you, you grew up where people just kind of blindly believed? Um, I'm sorry. Re- re- recap what you said yesterday. So We talked about so much. Yeah, we did talk about so much. <laughs> um, I think one of the things that my childhood church got really right. Oh, right. Okay. This was the opposite. Uh Uh-huh. Gotcha. Was, I don't want to say forcing us, but encouraging us. (laughs) There we go. Encouraging us to... (laughs) Gunpoint. I mean, I can remember like coming to church without my Bible was the worst case scenario ever because (laughs) I knew that I was going to have to open up my Bible and I was going to have to hold it up. What happens if you didn't? I mean, nothing happened, but you, (laughs) just an outsider. Yeah. You and yourself. Right. (laughs) I mean, we all looked around and could see everybody holding up their Bible because we're all waiting on that one person who just cannot find Ezekiel, you know, (laughs) like just get there, please. My arm is beginning to hurt. Your act together. (laughs) Yeah. Um, anyway, so everybody just knew if you did not have your Bible, yeah. if you did not come to church prepared. Um, but it was also one of the things that I loved because it really did engage me into reading the word, opening up the word and knowing at a very young age that there were different translations and that, you know, I really needed to do my research as a believer to know what the Bible actually said yeah, and to not take scripture out of context, to not simply say that, okay, well, this is what this verse in this book says without reading the entirety of, of the story and the, you know, the reasoning behind why we're going to prosper and not fail. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. (laughs) And so this kind of brings up a very similar question as yesterday is, is, is it kind of our fault for wanting to be spoon fed, but not actually having our own quiet times or doing our own research? Like I remember it was a common thing in churches 
to have like sermon notes Mm -hmm. passed out or even recently kind of on apps and stuff. But that's become less and less of a, a... well, more and more of an afterthought, let's say. Yeah. Most churches, I think, don't even do them. And the ones that do just aren't being utilized. Yeah. We provide sermon notes every Sunday through our app. I don't know of anyone who's used them. Yeah. <laughs> I, have not, I have not seen anybody actually doing it. And so, I mean, that's the one feature of our app no one has commented on from with me. <laughs> So I'm not sure they're being used whatsoever. But 15 years ago, you know, I was, when I first worked at this church, I was printing out sermon notes, like half sheet sermon notes and passing them out. And people were taking them and they were writing them and they would slide them in the back of their Bible with Mm -hmm. the intention of looking up these things later. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they ever did that, but at least the intention was there. Yeah. But now I don't even feel like we have that. Like we becoming a culture that wants all the work done for us when it comes to scripture and what we believe. And is there a way back from that? (laughs) I mean, we, we talk about it all the time in Christian culture of just even just having a a daily quiet time Mm -hmm. is a constant struggle for nearly every believer. Right. And if we can't commit to five minutes of reading the scripture in the morning or before we go to bed, like what hope do we have that we are going to uh, ever break out of a spoon feed me pastor mentality? Right. And that is incredibly sad and discouraging and terrifying. Right. All in one. And of course, I'm lumping both of us in that same category. Uh, he ain't lumping me in that. Ca- I'm just kidding. Yes, 100. Um, percent I taking sermon notes, looking up scripture for myself. It's honestly probably something that got to the point where early on it was something that I loved and was very excited about doing, and I know that it grow it grew me as a Christian woman, for sure. Um, But I've also found times where it's kind of become a bit of a prideful thing where I'm almost trying to find flaw (laughs) in what someone is saying. Like, go ahead, you say something, say something wrong or out of line because I got my notes and I got my Bible and I'm gonna hold you accountable. But can (laughs) I tell you, I have had this very thought so many times, Matt, just doing what we do. And since doing moments from week to week, writing up moments from week to week, it is terrifying to me that something that I say, knowing and understanding that it, It has a tone of biblical and scripture behind it. Right. But it is also leaning towards something that I've been taught and could very possibly be just an opinion, Mm. could be leading others astray. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, there are so many times where, you know, as Christians, we like to draw lines in the sand and say that these are black and white then there is no gray area and forgetting that gray and grace kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. You know, God knows our heart and he doesn't, he doesn't forget to take that into account. Yeah. And I think that that's something that a lot of Christians tend to forget I want to rephrase that too, because I think the God knows our heart thing gets taken out of context many times. God knows our intentions. Oh yeah. God knows our, our spirit about things. Uh, because, you know, people use that, you know, you don't know, you don't know his heart for like Jesse Duplantis. Mm. (laughs) Like, okay, sure. I can't look into his heart and see what God is telling him or what he believes, but I can see the fruit of his actions. And I can tell you they're duplicitous, hence the Duplantis name. Uh, (laughs) 
when it comes to situations like this, where we we using the moment as an example, if you're if you're teaching something that you uh, believe and that you've learned through Scripture and that you you wholeheartedly think is correct and right and righteous, uh, and then you turn out to be wrong, that doesn't like make you a liar. You know, it doesn't make you a, a deceiver. Right. It just makes you. Whoops. Uh, Human. Got that one off. It's <laughs> a little off on that one, which I don't think has happened yet. Um, but I mean, it's about the same thing. It's like it, it's 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 about the technicalities. Mm-hmm. If if I tell you a lie that I think is a lie, and then tomorrow we find out what I said was actually true, mm-hmm. it doesn't no, mean I didn't lie to you. Yeah, I still yeah. lied to you yeah. because it's the intention behind it right. that is the, the sin and the action, not what is uh, possibly the case right. You know, out there in the world. And that's a hard concept to grasp when you're really young. Uh, but the more you do that, <laughs> the more you live, the more you live life, uh, the more you realize that it really is all about intention. Mm -hmm. And I know that's also dangerous ground to walk because we can have good intentions and cause a lot of bad problems. But at least when it comes to our intentions with God, he understands uh, we're not going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. But if our goal is to honor him, even if we kind of screw it up, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's like, well, forget you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just means, uh, let's get you set a little straight. I like your energy. <laughs> yeah. And clearly, obviously, God is going to cover everything mm-hmm. in grace as long as we are walking um, faithfully, you know, yeah. in, the, in the path that he set before <laughs> us. But, and I'm sure we'll dig into this more next week, but, you know, listening to the rise and fall of Mars Hill, there were so many people who were spoon fed, mm-hmm. who weren't doing the research, you know, and who really didn't have a relationship with God. They had more of a relationship with Mark yeah, than they had with God. Yeah. Um, that were led astray. And yes, God is going to cover that in grace and God is going to help. I shouldn't say help. God is going to work through these things with them. You know, they will come out on the other side as long as they're still continually continuing to walk in the faith. But that doesn't mean that there wasn't a whole lot of hurt and a whole lot of confusion prior. Yeah. You know, And on top of that, one person heard this from Mark and then that person goes and tells three of their friends. And then those three friends go tell each go tell three friends, you know, and to me, it's just this huge, terrifying domino effect of (laughs) misleading. This is this bad game of telephone. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that is something that looms over me on a regular basis. Like this could very well It's not out of the realm of possibilities (laughs) for what could happen. Even if I write and speak everything accurately, it could be misinterpreted. Still be received Mm -hmm. incorrectly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's terrifying. (laughs) So let's, let's talk about an example from the Bible here. When the apostle Paul and Silas were preaching the gospel in Thessalonica, the Jews hired thugs and instigated a riot because they were jealous. So the Thessalonica believers had to get Paul and Silas out of Thessalonica under the cover of darkness. It says in Acts 17, 10, uh, the brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went to the Jewish synagogue. However, the Jews in Berea were not like the Jews in Thessalonica because, as it said in Acts 17.11, these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. And when they saw that these things were so, Acts 17, 12 says, many of them therefore believed with not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. The Barians were a bit skeptical and they didn't believe everything they heard. And by the way, that's a good thing. Uh, So that's why the Barians wanted to see if Paul's teaching was true by checking it against the scriptures. And sure enough, they would find Paul was right. (laughs) And knowing the Barians, they wouldn't have been shy about telling Paul that he was wrong 
had they found that. And that's why many of the Berians trusted in Christ. They examined the scriptures, proved that Paul was right about Christ, and as a result, many were saved. So there is absolutely nothing wrong about checking scripture to make sure something is true or not. If it's not, you're, you've are you got to speak up. You can't be silent. That's a sin of omission. You should be a Berian. Now, I'm not saying jump up on Sunday morning, point the finger at your pastor and say, heresy. You come with uh, you come with gentleness, you come with respect, but you come with a discussion mindset mm-hmm. and not an accusatory one. Absolutely. Say, look, I was looking into this and you said this on Sunday and I was reading this right here and I just, I'm having a hard time um, reconciling the two. And I was hoping we could have a discussion about it and see where my hang up is or, uh, and, you know, come to some sort of conclusion here so I, I, I can fully understand what you were saying and what the scripture says. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a perfectly respectful, and I would dare say, your pastor, might, maybe not like openly, but in his heart, will be beaming with pride that a member of his congregation cared enough to want to have this conversation. Even if he turns out to be wrong, he will be grateful for that if he is a good pastor. <laughs> the, uh, the issue would come when we have a pastor who refuses accountability, refuses huh? to even allow for that possibility, definitely does not uh, you know, agree to meet up with anybody to have a conversation about why he's wrong about a certain thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I think that's the mindset that we start to see with Mark Driscoll as the years go on. Yeah. Is uh, a refusal to even have the the implication that he needs that kind of accountability in his ministry. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the lack of accountability as well next week. Um but it is our shipping back to the topic here. It is our responsibility to read for ourselves, uh, not just to make sure the pastor's, you know, saying everything right, but to confirm in our own minds what we believe and what we should believe, what Absolutely. Christ has taught us. Yeah. <clears throat> and to grow in our walk. Yeah. You know, the we cannot we're <laughs> called as Christians to be Christ like. To be a reflection. And we cannot be Christ-like if we're not reading the word. Yeah. It, um, it just doesn't work. You don't get... You, the amount of scripture that you take in in a week should be at least 90% read by you. <laughs> 10% can be from the pastor and maybe the Bible study that you attend. The rest needs to be of your own volition, mm-hmm. <laughs> of your own gumption. Yeah. Because you are here to grow your relationship with God. You do not come on Sunday mornings for the pastor to try and grow your relationship with God. That's not what church is for. That's not what Sunday morning service is for. For you, for the believer, that is for a time of fellowship and honoring God. Mm -hmm. Your growth is supposed to happen born out of that in home. Mm -hmm. On your own, with a group of people. Whatever the case, but your study should be mostly led by you. And when you have questions, that's when you go to people who know more than you do. That's how we pass down this wisdom and knowledge from from generation to generation, is that when we can't figure out the answer, when we can't figure out what the Bible is saying, then we seek out those answers. We don't just go like, well, I guess I won't know unless it comes up on Sunday. Hmm. But I think too many of us, again ourselves included, fall in that mindset too many times, too often of just like, well, Sunday's enough. We don't say that out loud, but that's what we live. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I hate when I get into that kind of habit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But pastors who say, please don't take my word for it. Study this for yourselves. They're not belittling themselves. They're keeping themselves accountable while at the same time encouraging their congregations to be more in the word themselves mm-hmm. instead of being spoon fed. That's the right mindset for a pastor to have. Yeah. If you walk into a church and you hear the pastor 
saying something along the lines of you can find this in such and such or in this scripture, it says this, but they don't even offer you an opportunity to turn there. You may want to question whether or not you should be attending that church. My favorite ones are pastors that say this scripture says this, but they don't actually read the scripture. Uh, <laughs> they just tell you what it says and yeah. what it means. <clears throat> and that's just, oh, that's a bad sign. It is. It is. <laughs> and, you know, context is important. And that I think is something that a lot of Christians actually learn later in their Christian walk is yeah. how important context and the rest of the Bible is in reference to whatever scripture they're reading. Yeah. You know, in fact, they're, they're reading the Bible in and of itself is a, a learning process and a growing process mm -hmm. because there's going to be many things. The first, you know, when you're, when you're a new Christian and you're first opening the Bible, many things that you don't understand how this applies to your life today. Many times that you're going to say, I don't even need to read the old Testament. That has nothing to do with me. Mm. Like there's going to be so many things that you think mean one thing, but actually are saying the complete opposite because you don't know how to read it or you don't know how to read it in, you know, quote unquote, 2020 vision, where instead of just taking a verse out of context and reading that, that, you try and read at least the 20 verses before it and the 20 verses behind it. So you'll see the whole context of where that verse fits in. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many tips and tricks on, on reading the Bible that you kind of have to go out and learn. You can't just expect to fall into your lap because otherwise you're reading it. I won't say incorrectly, but just immaturely. Absolutely. And I, truthfully, I want for all of us to just think of conversations that we've had this past week where had someone walked past you and heard just a snippet of what you said and walked away and, you know, kind of judged you on something that they knew very little about, they're going to get a completely wrong mindset, a completely wrong idea, whether for the better or the worse of you. And what you stand for. And so when we take scripture out of context and we pull just one scripture out of a chapter, you know, within the Bible without reading all of what it's about, mm -hmm. all of what it's for, what it was written for originally and how it's applicable to our lives today. That, you know, we're, we're doing the same thing that that stranger does to us when they walk past us and hear us saying something out of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another piece of advice would be if you get to a part, especially we're talking the Old Testament, if you get to a part that seems like, whoa, what the heck's going on there? Mm -hmm. That seems a bit extreme. All these kind of, or, you know, just any kind of issue that takes you out of it for a second. Like, I don't know what's going on here, mm -hmm. but I don't like it. Take that as an opportunity to seek out help interpreting what you're reading, especially within the characteristic of the time that Absolutely. it happened. There are too many people that I know that have read like, you know, you know, God smiting some people or, you know, the flood or, you know, those kind of stories and think, well, I, that they're either thinking that's not the same God as a uh, New Testament God, or they're thinking that uh, I, if this is God, I don't want to follow him. But right. they're also reading this completely out of context and completely out of the time that it was written. It's like... <laughs> It's like people being mad today that somebody used the N-word in a book written in, you know, 1850, you know, something, something far back and, and trying to, to maybe cancel this book <laughs> today because how, how insensitive when this was a common thing back then and mm -hmm. in the times, nobody would have said a word about it, not because it wasn't wrong then, right. but because the culture at the time didn't see it as we see it now, mm -hmm. didn't have the context around it that we have grown to learn and experience that we, we find the same thing in the way, like the, the, the Bible uses the word slave mm -hmm. anytime. Yes. And, and people have brought up the, the verse, you know, that, that talks about how a slave must be a good servant to his master. Mm -hmm. And we think slavery is bad. You should not be a good servant to, but that's not what that meant. Back then, mm -hmm. back then, the, the term slave, uh, it did mean 
servitude. It did mean, you know, that this person was being used for, for, you know, labor, but this was a voluntary thing. Mm -hmm. This was something that people volunteered for in order to pay debts that they had. They said, look, I can't pay you back the money. Let me serve you until I work the money off. Mm -hmm. And, and in the same way, those verses say masters should treat their slaves as if they're family. And this was, again, because that is not the same, you know, slave term that we think of today. Right. This was, in all accounts, a butler. <laughs> I mean, it was someone who is, is essentially being paid or being having their debts paid off for the service. Uh, but when you read those verses out of context and with your 21st century mindset, mm -hmm. your first instinct and probably the right instinct, just based on what we know now is to go, whoa, something's happening here. Your second instinct should be, I need to dig deeper and figure out what this is. Mm -hmm. And that applies to everything that you read that comes across as, hmm, iffy. Because again, there's a lot of context spread across hundreds of years with these uh, different scriptures. Mm -hmm. So don't let that stuff turn you off from reading on your own. Realize going into this that it's going to be a learning process, that it's going to be difficult sometimes, and that it's going to require a little bit more effort on your part sometimes. But in the end, you'll realize you're doing the right thing by growing spiritually growing in your relationship with God and thus growing closer to God yes. and stronger in your faith. That's why having a community, a fellowship of believers is important. Yeah. It's necessary. It's not just important. It is necessary. It is crucial within your own crystal Christian walk, <laughs> crystal, crystal, Christian walk to, uh, have people in your life who you can trust and who will walk alongside you and will remind you, hey, words change. Things yeah. change. <laughs> um, you know, ghosting does not mean the same thing today as it, it, it once did. It has a completely different meaning now. Um, just the same way, you know, but we take that with like a grain of salt. Like, yeah, okay, that means something new now, whatever. But when it comes to the Bible and it comes to God, we want to be a little more defensive and we want to, um, well, I guess take offense a little more easily. And we want to put our guard up and say, Oh, but this isn't right. This isn't okay. This isn't how it should be. And I don't want to follow a God who believes these things or says that these things are okay. When it's important to walk alongside. That's why I feel like Bible studies are crucial. Yeah. You know, to not just have people, friends in your life who, you know, go to your same church and who you hang out with and you have a good time with, but no, take that same group of people and then study together, mm -hmm. you know, and grow. That's the only way that we can grow. So anyway, whenever I uh, pray and I just don't feel like God is hearing me, I think I'm being holy ghosted. <laughs> That's all for today's discussion. Tomorrow we will take a look at uh, the nickname that Mark Driscoll earned, the cussing pastor, and how vulgarity became the norm at Mars Hill. We'll be back with more. Stick around. think of our topic this week? Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful. Join us at backrowdiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the Back Row LTN or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052. What's up, nerd? Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Tune in to LTN Radio for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie 24-7. Not to mention a whole network of podcasts, shows, specials, and shorts, many of which air on LTN Radio before they're available anywhere else. Join us at LTNOnAir.com to see our schedule, stream our station, and download our app.
Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Mo. And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we want to share some things that we hate. I'm going to go ahead and go first on this one. Uh, I hate... Homie got a bone to pick. I hate... (laughs) You're reading ahead on my thing, but you might not know what I'm actually talking about No, just the fact that you jumped in. I'm Uh, going first. Well, it's because I made you go first last time. That'd be fair. I hate uh, devices or anything, really, that uses a percentage system to show its progress. Like, you know, 1% done to 100% done. Sure. That sticks somewhere for 30 minutes, not showing you true progress. This ha- The most recent time this happened has been almost every time I upload a YouTube video for the Love Diner channel. The processing goes one to 100% processed, okay? In three minutes time, it'll go from 1% to 95%. And then it'll just stay on 95% for 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. The percentage is supposed to help us gauge how long the process is going to take before I have to move on to something else. If I'm sitting here thinking, okay, got the 95% in three minutes, we're going to be done in the next 20 seconds, it's going to confuse me when I'm still here waiting for you to get your butt together. Just give me a, give, we are in 2022. We've had computers for so long now. We should be able to rig the system to where it shows us how far it actually is in processing what we're doing. That's my rant. I hate that we can't trust the percentage timeline. Um, I hate standardized state testing. Hate it. Hated it when we were kids. Hate it now. (laughs) It is the most invaluable, inaccurate piece Uh, (laughs) of Uh, academia sure (laughs) ever ever the whole point of these standardized state tests is to see if the students are gaining knowledge and understanding from what they've learned throughout the year here's the thing the kids who are getting it are going to take the test yeah no problems. The kids who aren't getting it are just filling in whatever answers they want to fill in <laughs> because they want to be done already. Yeah. And I don't blame them. <laughs> we took standardized state tests <sighs> when they were little bubble sheets, little scantrons. What are they now? They're, it's on the computer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I feel like that'd be worse. Well, I thought that it would be worse, but apparently, according all, according to all the educators who have been in the system for a while, you teachers had to go back and erase any uh, stray marks. Okay. Well, I mean, okay, I can get it from that perspective, but I mean, just as the taker of the test, I feel like that would be more... Like, I, I learn better in written form. Something that I'm hard copy looking at. If I'm looking at the screen, it doesn't retain for some reason. Now, maybe that's not the case for this generation that's grown up with this. Hmm. But it seems like I would hate that. There's so many variables to these stupid tests that I, I <laughs> like, to this day, I don't understand why we're still taking them. Hmm. I don't understand how the numbers that they get from that. Why has no one stood up and said, listen, I watched as these kids took this test and they have a pretty good percentage of guessing the answer correct. Yeah. I don't think in all the years that I took EOCs and EOYs and standardized state testing, I never read a single question, (laughs) not a single one, not even one, (laughs) but I got several answers correct. Just hit those C's. More often than anything else. So you cannot it. tell me that <laughs> the what you are getting back is a good, accurate gauge. It's not. Yep. It's not. And again, why has no one stood up and been like, listen, this is garbage. 
First of all, I could have benefited from being in a room by myself and reading the question out loud to myself. That's how I process yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I can't just read it in my head and know what I'm reading. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I have I'm to be able to. How funny that would be if you stand st- sitting there in the middle of the room full of people. Billy has fifteen. Well, see, and here's the thing. It's not Billy has 15 apples. It's Billy has 15 apples. You know, I have to put emotion behind it. I have to be invested in this math problem. Billy lovingly plucked 15 apples from the orchard that he grew with his father before he passed. Yep. Uh huh. He donated 27% of those apples to a dying widow whose last... Uh, wish was a fresh baked apple pie with apples plucked from this orchard. Yep. How many tears did that widow cry? <laughs> 100%. I'd get the question right. C. Seven <laughs> tears. So we Ding. just we just finished up our third and fourth grade state sta- state standardized, standardized testing. testing. <sighs> our fifth graders. Um, have still have science to take, but this is the most grueling mm. time suck of an object <laughs> I've ever been time a part suck. of <laughs> since being on this side of education. Yep. It's awful. It's stupid. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It got to the point to where I, for real, was looking at students saying, "Just finish it up and go to sleep." <laughs> Just finish it up and go to sleep. Just take a nap. Just take a nap. Yeah. A nice nap. Well, (laughs) and I told every single one of the students afterwards, they're like, Miss Mo, I I just took the test and then I put my hoodie over my head and I fell asleep. And I was like, good. That's what you need to do. I just took the test and then I put my hoodie over my head and cried. (laughs) I did have a little girl who cried after she took the test. Oh, man. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. And I have one little girl who was consistently the last one to finish on all four of her tests. She was the very last one in her class to finish. And it got to the point where the other students were like, oh, she's taking forever. (laughs) Of course, we're waiting on her. And I wanted to be like, she's actually reading the questions. (laughs) She's Uh, the only one of y'all who cares. (laughs) Well, let's get out of this bad mood and end with a very appropriate verse for today. Proverbs 16, 16, how much better to get wisdom than gold? To get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Okay. And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus Jesus loves loves you, nerd. nerd.